Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwater Flame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to Grand Terror Shadowfront, which I will pronounce differently every time. I'm John, your Game Master for the evening. I'm joined today by the Wooden Door playing Gent Minar. And Mara, who is muted. Mara, who is muted. Off to a great start. Okay, there we go. I'm good. Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Titania Valkorian, Aladdin Druid Princess. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love when my own jokes get just happen without me having to do anything. I, uh, I, I don't. I don't. That's great. All right. Okay. And William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Valdes the Valdes the Dwarven Samurai. And joining us for the first time on Thursdays, Craig. Hi, I'll be playing Grumman Bellmender, the Dwarven Monk, Way the Dwarven uh, Drunken Master. And Jeremy. Hello, I am Jeremy. I am playing. I legitimately don't even remember what the persona that they're in right now is. So Merith. I will just. Is it Merith? Okay. Yeah. Uh, a marathon who is currently a human warlock. And Cody. I'm Cody. I'm playing Ithram Valar, Hobgoblin War Wizard. And when last we left off, the, nope. uh, oh yes, that's right. As uh, always. Trans Lives Matters. Stop Asian Hate. Uh, yep. ACAB. Leave women. Yes. And fuck the GOP in general. Yeah. That's that's a given. Uh, that's a given. It really is, especially because all the things we said earlier before. Honestly, the only was... thing they should be given is just to hold the fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> when last we left off, the Steelhearts found themselves a guide. Yes, we did. <laughs> so yes, the Steelhearts are in the the uh, hive of ruin. A collection of fallen kingdoms in northern Euskorva, uh, which for Craig's benefit is up here. Where all the X's are on the right side of the map. Yep. <laughs> and I'm trying to see if I can get it to 
Why is it not? It pinged. It pinged. It's pinging, but it's not snapping too. Okay. They, well, did they remove that functionality? Uh, it's pinging as a stream observer, so maybe. Oh, not. oh, I'm on the wrong. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're professionals. There Much it goes. The same there, way we our, go. there we go. Much the same way our guide was a professional. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, our guide was amazing. I adore him. So. Uh, in the northern frigid frozen lands of Ius Corva, there is the Hive of Ruin, which is a collection of collapsed and fallen kingdoms, both metaphorically and literally, uh, that built on, around, under, and through each other uh, until they eventually couldn't be, you know, sustained. And now it's just uh, effective. What what would effectively be referred to as uh, my world's. Um, Why is that f- term leaving my brain again? Uh, uh, West Marches setting. Like if I were to put, if I were to set a West Marches game in Grand Terra, it would be in the Hive of Ruin, because you can find all manner of things in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. It's it's a it's a it's a it's an intensely catacomb like uh, weave of fallen fallen kingdoms, in which the Steelhearts are searching for the fallen kingdom of Uldur, trying to find where the phylactery of a lich might be hidden, as you know their home city burns under under demonic hellfire. Uh, not that these two things are related; they just really wanted to deal with that lich. Um, their guide didn't i mean didn't work out all that well in that he guided them into a trap uh fortunately he was revived by titania uh and uh sent on his merry way and so look the guy the guy did exactly what a guide should do lead us to a pl- place and be the person in front when the trap hits, <laughs> he did that. That's, three, that's but, the job of a guide. Presu- you know, like ideally, I think they don't get hit by the trap. That's I mean, usually ideally, but let's not pretend we wouldn't have been hit by the trap. Mm-hmm. I was saying we would have been hit by three other traps that he walked us yeah. past if we went yeah. without mm-hmm. a guide. <laughs> yes, but we've only been going an hour, and I have doubts. <laughs> it's fair. Whatever. He's the best. <laughs> If he makes it back to town, I'll believe it. <laughs> and so, uh, being sans a guide, uh, Ithram teleported back to town while the rest of you waited. So, Ithram. Yeah. There's a crack of light and a pulse of force as you appear in the middle of Snowdrift. The frontier. Snowstrand. Dis- Snowstrand, that's it. Yeah, I don't know why you want to say drift. <laughs> Uh, Snowstrand. Everywhere. It's true. Snowstrand. Uh, the frontier, t- the largest frontier town on the frontier, and it's not that very big. Uh, there's the same amount of hustle and bustle that there was the night before, which is to say, not a lot. People are probably already out in the ruins or already drunk and sleeping. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, there's only two states. <laughs> where I teleported was near. 
near the gate just so that uh, if there's any, like, anybody getting ready to head out, um, if I could catch them. Okay. Uh, make a perception check. I can do that. Theoretically. My character sheet loads. There we go. Perception. What I roll. Eight. Uh, well, there's lots of people going in and out. Uh, you know, you can see there. Any that have packs on? That some like some that have packs on. Some that have some that are in groups. Uh, most of them are going in and out of the tavern uh, that's right there by the gate. Uh, you do notice that there is a particularly deep and abiding, uh, like, trench in the snow at one location. It looks like maybe somebody had taken uh, some sort of uh, sled or something out ahead of them. Maybe a, maybe a, maybe a wagon or something of some kind. All right. Um... Yeah. Uh, are there guards at the at the gate? No. Okay. Then I'll go back into the place where I know that somebody will have information. I'll go to the tavern. You go into the tavern. There are a few dozen bodies on the floor. You're not quite. Ser- it's hard to tell. Smelling certainly. Uh, Wonderful. That same orc sitting at the bar. Polishing maybe that same glass. I'll Not that you know because you, you never met him the last time, but yeah, gingerly step over a couple bodies on my way to the bar, and uh, greetings, sir. Mm. Would you happen to know of any uh, scouts that uh, of? Uh, decent reputation that uh, are available for hire. Yep. Would you be willing to share these names? Mm. Perhaps where I could find them? Well, typically you'll find Belmender uh, collapsed in a snowdrift somewhere. He is already in the hives. Mm. Then there's Belmender, who you'll find collapsed in another snowdrift nearby. Who is the first one? Mm. I I was speaking of uh, Crunchy. Crunchy's the first one. Okay. Crunchy's the second one. Crunchy is the second one? And there's... Then there's Belfagast, Belmender. Him you'll find probably in a pot somewhere, headfirst. Hopefully not one that Crunchy's already visited. Okay. Any others? <laughs> there's Steve. <laughs> Belmender? No last name. Okay. Likes to punch trees. Kind of weird. What? Ithram has a confused look as he hasn't <laughs> seen trees for days. <laughs> so. God damn it. 
just does that thing like <laughs> he's weird he's oddly square this Steve yeah. <sighs> easy to hire you just need to pay him three square meals a day <laughs> he will, um, he'll punch he'll punch trees he'll punch stones he'll punch blocks of iron <laughs> spent years developing this trade uh well then, um, is this uh, other Belmondo that you uh, suggested is crunchy and crunchy? Right, and Belfagast. Belfagast. So I should look in ditches or pots. Basically. Is what you're telling me. And Steve just shows up or look for a tree? Most often, Steve will be found digging a hole in the ground, hiding in it for a while, then coming back out. <laughs> we have an interesting culture up north. No, Steve's just weird. Okay. Well then, thank you for the information. I slip him a gold piece <laughs> and then I go look for bodies and heads in pots. <laughs> or bodies sticking out of pots. Make an investigation, Jack. Alright. I'm also theoretically good at those. 14, except I rolled like shit. You start looking around. And... I'll ask... Ask other people. <laughs> you ask other people that actually are a little bit more talkative than the bartender. Yes. Uh, and you learn very quickly that it seems like basically the only time you're going to find somebody to hire is at night. During the day, they're either already working or already in the ruins. Okay. Um. Does anybody is that there anybody selling maps of high areas that have already been uh, explored? Yes. All right, I will go there. Yeah, no, you can find a map seller. You notice though very quickly that all the maps are of the of are, are titled of the same area, but differently designed. And you notice that after each name, there's just like a, a, a like a sequential series of numbers. Okay. So, does it look like not that it's they're going to be isometric maps, but uh, since it's high, um, can I kind of get an idea based on how when we traveled the general area that we were in? Give me a give me a, another investigation check here. God. Okay, I'm gonna use my inspiration. I want to find a map that'll be useful. Twenty-four. So, looking through these maps, you realize these are iterative maps of the same location, and the iteration point you notice is the day. Basically, each map has a sequential like date on it. 
as it goes forward. In looking at it, sometimes they're very similar, sometimes they're drastically different. By reading this, you sort of get the idea that the hive moves or shifts somehow over the course of a day to the point where the same area might not be anything like what it used to be the next day you go in. So a map is not as useful, still useful, but not as useful. In this case, they're historical reference. Okay. This is what it looked like on Tuesday last year. Um, More like this is what it looked like on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. It's not just a Westmarsh, is It's a roguelike. <laughs> uh, I'm going to send a message uh, using sending to uh, Valdeth. And it'll say, or I'll be saying, um, all hireable scouts have already left town. Maps aren't as useful either. Should I keep looking or return? Before you get to answer that question, Valdeth, we're going to rewind a little bit. Craig. Yes. You overslept. That sounds about right. You meant to get out bright and early. (laughs) You meant to get out bright and early, get to the ruins, get to a good location where you could start digging for recipes and various other things that might be of interest to you. But last night, your cousin, Crunchy, came to you with you're not certain where he got it but a large amount of not terrible whiskey now i say not terrible whiskey because the only whiskey in this town is terrible whiskey <laughs> so you're no idea where he got it from but he, again, Crunchy is uh, slightly shorter than your average dwarf. Um, mussy, blonde hair. Tonight, half of his beard had been shaven. You're pretty certain not by him. Uh, kind of messed up all over, pissed drunk as he normally is. Very dirty, filthy, smelly. But he had a bottle of real good shit. And he was telling you about how there's some bunch of some fancy, rich coordinated adventurers he seemed really stuck on the fact that they seemed like they dressed they like coordinated their outfits together he which you know for him seemed like really weird and also impressive um yeah but for crunchy it's a good day if he's got pants and shirts yeah basically uh and uh uh he he was sort of went on sort of spun this tale while you were drinking you were mostly interested in the drinking and not really the tale. But the end result is you wake up and everybody's already gone for the day. All the good, all the good, you know, hunting parties are already out. It's just you on the floor 
<laughs> of your house. Which am I renting? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so I will wake up. I will make sure everything is roughly where it's supposed to be. Um, I'll check the the hoarder's hall, make sure it it uh, still is floating around where it's supposed to be. Yep. And uh, and poke my head out. It's like that scene from Scott Pilgrim when he opens the light that door and it's light outside all of a sudden. Yes, yeah, uh, it's shining off the snow and everything. God. Um, and I'll peek outside and look around. So mostly, say, you know, normal daily activity. You sort of live off the main street that leads straight out, and you can tell everybody's like the normally when you wake up there's like a crowd of people gathering picking a sign you know you know go figuring out who's going where so they don't run into each other and start picking off each other's bets and stuff and they've already gone and headed out okay so all that's here is you your hall few other the shopkeepers and folks that stay in town the watchtowers. So the these these uh, the uh, uh, snowdrift, a uh, snow snow not snowstrand. Um, snowstrand is basically built around a series. Is a, it's a series of um, ice huts built around a few log structures, um, and the big log structures are these watchtowers that have like guard posts slash inns in uh sort of underneath them uh so there's log house with a watchtower on top and there's one in the middle of the town and there's like sort of two or three around the ring um you're near the the central watchtower so you can see the folks that are up there you can see a few people normal people and there is one thing that seems strange to you mostly there is this very well-dressed hobgoblin you've never seen a hobgoblin before in your life. You know what they look like by reputation. You've never seen a hobgoblin before in your life. They are from places where it's warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not here. Clothes uh, match. Uh, but yeah, like his clothes are, 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 are well fitted. He's wearing nice gear. He's got a really, something sort of like a, a gray shoulder cloak pinned with a, with a brooch. Uh, and he's still over. He's standing. Tiny flammulated owl on his shoulder. Yeah. And he's standing over by the iterative map stall. Okay. Um. And and what did Crunchy say that they were looking for? Uh, this, they were they were well they, put together group looking for someone to take him into the ruins, and he was going to take him. Okay. How long have I been here, uh, <laughs> delving into the ruins at this point? Uh, good. At least a year and a half at okay. this point. All right. All right, fantastic. Which means you're an old hand now. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, so I will walk up to the Hobgoblin. Um, so go ahead and, and describe uh, yourself as you approach. Sure. Um, Grumman is uh, relatively tall for, for a dwarf. Um, he is, despite the cold, uh, he is wearing a uh, sleeveless tank top uh, and uh, essentially large, durable-looking cargo pants. Uh, with just pockets stitched on all over the place and heavy duty suspenders um, that have a um, uh, actually a fairly jaunty looking geometrical snowflake motif running up uh, each of them. Um, he has uh, sort of rusty, rusty red uh, 
to auburn hair um that has been uh combed in, in sort of a middle part and it looks like there's some pomade at work holding it in place uh, and has uh fairly fairly bushy mutton chops and a um and a sizable mustache but a shaved chin although um the 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 beard that usually is there looks to be attempting to reassert itself because he doesn't seem to have shaved this morning um blue eyes and uh just he he looks he looks like he's had a life well lived but not particularly well cared for uh there are a lot of little scars and nicks uh his nose goes some interesting directions between the bridge and the um and the broad tip um but he walks up uh, beside the hobgoblin, shoves his hands in his pockets, um, and stares up at the uh, at the iterative map tablet. Says, "So, looks like your pants and your shirt match." <laughs> should I stay or should I come back? I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I said your pants and your shirt match. Sounds like you're looking for a guide. <laughs> Val Valdez's response that is independent of this conversation happening yeah. is just I give it one more pass, see if anything interesting comes up, and then yeah, come on back. So go ahead and describe what you look like to the person that says your pants and your shirt match. Uh, yes, his, his pants and his shirt do, do indeed match. Uh, Checks off uh, <laughs> one thing on my checklist. It's uh, in fact armor uh, underneath uh, cold weather gear. Um, he's about six foot, uh, medium build, uh, dark brick, uh, dark brick red skin, black hair, yellow eyes. Um, he's currently got a staff strapped to the back of his, uh, to his back, um, a flail looped around his hip, uh, and, uh, a pair of, uh, silver tattoos on his wrists. Um, gray cloak uh, with the pin on it uh, full beard uh, also hasn't been kept so it's a little bit more rugged than normal than he would have liked but uh, it's been a while so uh, he just looks down um, yeah, I, I am looking for a scout. Uh, would you perhaps be one of those? And nice. size him up. He's just wearing cargo shorts and a tank top with suspenders. Yeah, <laughs> and he seems fine in the cold, which should yeah. be impressive. I feel cargo pants. Yes, yeah. Ithram is is like bundled. <laughs> like he he got extra stuff because he's from Desolation. Um, yeah, it, it 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 seems it seems like he should be cold, but he's not. Uh, there there is um, actually this is a good question, John. Is there is there mist coming out of his mouth or no? Yeah, there was there was some mist coming out of your mouth. Okay, all right, yeah. Then yeah, you can see mist coming out of his mouth, but he looks uh, uh, he looks pretty comfortable. Um, <laughs> he's like, well, uh, that depends. Are you looking to go hunting snow foxes? Or are you here for the ruins? Because the former I don't know nothing about, but the latter. Oh, I spent quite a bit of time down there. Uh, yes, the ruins. Um, we are looking for... Uh, what areas are you familiar with the name Oldur? Am I familiar make with... history check. Can I make an insight check? Yeah, make an insight check. Answer? <laughs> Don't worry, Craig, I'm horrible. 
but I rolled all right. Oh, I got a natural <laughs> one, baby. You great. know exactly where Old Door is. Like Old, old Door, there's, there's there <laughs> exactly. are there's any number of old doors down there. Well, uh, the one on the outhouse beside the bar needs a replacing. Uh, let's see. Older than that, though, there's plenty of doors down there. Uh, any particular door you're looking for? Um, the kingdom of Old Door. Oh, oh. There's definitely um, kingdoms worth of old doors down there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. Let's see, with the kingdom of Less Door, with the kingdom of Mordor. Uh, not <laughs> Old Door, though. I, I, I must say. Um, although, to be honest, I'm not here exactly of uh, what you might call uh, uh, a, 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 a historical bent. Uh, not down there looking for uh, for uh, cultural artifacts outside those of, of a very particular culinary nature. All right, then. Um, <laughs> how long have you been... Uh, Sorry, it sounds like you're scrounging for scraps in a dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. I mean, it sounds to me like you're scrounging for things to get high off of in a dungeon. Also not wrong? (laughs) Like, that's some straight up, I'm looking for mushrooms shit right there. (laughs) I mean, not, also not entirely incorrect. Um, (laughs) Excellent. Um, get along with Titania, you're great. Yeah, so, <laughs> that, so, that, that uh, thought has gone through his mind. <laughs> uh, so he's, oh, I've, I've been out here for uh, nine on six seasons now, which makes me one of the old timers hereabouts. Like I said, uh, not a particular uh, uh, interest in the, in the names or so forth, but uh, any sort of images or uh, uh, pictograms that uh, I might have seen while I was uh, ambling about underground, that sort of thing might jog my memory better. Um, what is your current rate uh, for the day? Um, have I done this before? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is, what, pretty what is my general rate? Pretty solid rate uh, is about five gold a day. All right. Um, for uh, uh, depending on depending on how green the depending on how green or touristy the people look, that price can range from five to thirty gold a day. Uh, if they're real tourists, thirty. But if they're just more curious, five ten. Well, this guy's pants and shirt match. So um, <laughs> uh, no, he says doesn't matter his price. Hire him. <laughs> uh, so I usually charge five gold per day. Of course, I get to keep any sort of recipes or anything that might be in a recipe, anything that might be portable or anything that might be edible. Aside from that, all of it's yours, uh, even split on anything that's obvious currency. And uh, I take care of my own uh, my, my own supplies and so forth. And you have to take care of your own. Although, of course, I can point you in the right direction where to buy them. I'm quite set on supplies. Um, I also sell supplies. <laughs> <laughs> so you would just point me to yourself. Exactly. Well, it's... the best way to, to conduct business, am I right? Huh? It, and I'll it... elbow whatever I can reach with my elbow, which is probably like mid-thigh. <laughs> his hip, he's not super tall. He's only six foot. Okay. Uh, which is still the tallest. How, how, how tall is Grumman? <laughs> 
Uh, Grumman's probably like just shy of four feet. Okay. Um. I can pay that. Uh, how quickly could you gather your supplies? Uh, he, tur- he turns and just whistles, um, and this ramshackle-looking floating cart with no wheels uh, just sort of moves up from one of the shacks, or I guess ice huts that you see behind you, and moves up and sort of parks itself behind him. There's a bunch of junk. It's clearly junk. There are bottles and stuff, but mostly just absolute garbage uh, piled up inside it. Um, and he says, well, well it's done. Uh, there's also a small um, a small piece of paper stuck to the back of it with something written in Dwarvish on it. Yeah, I'm good it's a bumper something. sticker. I don't know if you speak Dwarvish. I don't. I speak Primordial, though. Okay. Unfortunately, I can't. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. Uh, let's see. I mean, dude just, could you, dude just brought I out a magic the, floating cart, so. Yeah. Yeah, I was checking the, uh, wording on teleport. <laughs> uh, let's see. single object or eight willing creatures so it can't be all right what uh is that all necessary he says like casually looking it over uh... i can get it we must return to the hive at uh with some haste and the current mode of transportation i wish to employ is a bit restrictive for us and the cart. How how far is the hive from where we're standing? Uh, the the horror the the horrors hall moves kind of slow. Um, it's got a ten foot fly speed. Uh, yeah, so it'd take you at full speed on the cart. Uh, it takes you about two and a half hours to get to the ruins. Well, I just, I mean, could I, could I teleport there and just have the hull follow me at its own speed, like the luggage from this world? Um, It'll just eventually catch up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it only moves if you're within 30 feet of it. Oh, okay. If you're not within 30 feet of it, it just stops. Um, uh, well, what's your hurry then? Uh, the rest of my party is within the hive and are not risking moving lest they trigger another trap that caused us to uh, separate from our previous guide. Oh, I see. Uh, well, I, I suppose I could uh, leave it here. Just take the essentials. And he turns and starts pulling um, uh, several bottles and jugs. Uh, the smaller ones go into pockets. Uh, the larger ones he ties with a rope around himself. Um, as... All right, and he turns and sends the. We'll send the hoarder's hall back to back to his hut. So I, I'm going to be honest with you, there, friend. What's your name, by the way? I was just about to introduce myself. Uh, oh, good. Uh, my name is Ethan Volar. Uh, I'm a member of the Steelhearts, and yours. Uh, my name is Grumman Bellmender. 
Uh, you've probably met some of my family. We're rather well known about in these parts. I've met one so far. Oh, which one was that? I believe uh, his uh, name was Crunchy. So I, I will say, Grummond, Yeah. read the second paragraph of that item. The, the, the hall. Uh, I will. Sorry. But so which one was that then? <laughs> oh. Uh all right, okay, yep, I totally missed that. <laughs> Alright, well he turns instead of sending it away, uh he turns and says something to it in Dwarvish and it shrinks down to a little over a foot and a half long. Most of the crap um, in it spilling out. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, takes the rest of it back to his, his hut and comes back and just sort of shoves it. Uh, I, I guess we'll actually lash it to his belt. So, sorry about that. So, it's all good. I uh, believe their name was Crunchy. Uh, my compatriots found them rather swiftly last night and after what they deemed uh, an appropriate interview, hired them for the guide. No, so he's the one that ran into a trap then. Yes, we parted ways. We fixed him as best we could and uh, terminated the contract. Ah, so he's walking his way back then. He was walking away. I cannot testify to his safety. Ah, right. Well, if he'd run into a trap, Ah, uh, that's one benefit, of course, is that there, if there are any more traps in that direction, he'll have encountered them, tripped them, and, well, you won't have to worry about at least one more. I mean, uh, most he could, based off of previous experience, the most he can trip is one more. <laughs> but. Well, it's a good thing I brought my cart, then. <laughs> Right. Well, interesting. So you don't need a guide to the ruins. You just need someone to walk in front of you in the ruins and see if there's any more traps. No, we'd like a, a guide through the ruins. Uh, knowing or detecting the traps would be very helpful. That is a main purpose. One of the main purposes that we well, would, uh, ask you. Of course. Well, I've detected my share of traps in my day. That's for certain. <laughs> Well, with or without your face, well, you're hopefully, not here. <laughs> hopefully, with his face, because without would be very scary. <laughs> Just this faceless dwarf wandering through traps. I like, described the scars on. in the broken nose, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Before I disarm this trap, takes face off, <laughs> puts it aside. <laughs> here, hold this. <laughs> So uh, he pulls out uh, a small rock out of his pocket and uh, he goes, how familiar are you with uh, magical transportation? Arcana, I guess. Yeah, sure. If you want. <laughs> also, probably not so good. <laughs> I mean, you've, uh, you've you've definitely seen people. You know, they wiggle their fingers and then things get up and walk around and start moving. That's that's magical transportation, right? Oh, I'm I'm quite used to seeing things move on their own. If that's what you're asking about, close enough. 
don't hold your breath. And I put my hand on his shoulder and I cast teleport to go back to the party. <laughs> Make... <laughs> Make constitution saving throw, Grumman. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-two. All right, you don't throw up as you land. <laughs> uh, oh, man, uh, Valdeth, Tanya, and Sin and Ghent. Uh, so before they get back, what have you all been doing for the past few hours? Valdeth has probably been just sort of patrolling the area that she knows is actually relatively safe, and just trying to see if she can spot any of the traps that might be in the area. Resting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm tired. Um, keeping an eye out. Uh, but mostly, probably playing some solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> like we're pretty much stuck here for the moment. Gint has gone apoplectic to the point of silence. (laughs) You do occasionally hear him just start up again. It's like somebody's revving a chainsaw, but it's an elf. Yep, yep, sounds legit. He's just spinning the barrels. (laughs) I do have to ask, is is that normal? No, he's special kinds of pissed off right now. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Oh yeah, he fucking hated Crunchy. <laughs> hated him so much. <laughs> you can't spell adventure without error. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, that particular set him off. You do hear him occasionally like spelling the word adventure out. Uh, like <laughs> just sort of mumbling it. Uh, He's become the thing that's hunting him. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me a perception check, Valdeth and Sin. Okay. Uh, would stone cunning help with identifying traps in what is largely work stone? No. Okay. It would help you identifying the stone. 19! So, yeah, you're, you're sort of looking around. You, you can both spot some bits and pieces that are very clearly traps. And then after about an hour, independently, you both see a section of a wall in a hallway different, you know, apart from where you are. Just... And that hallway is now a dead end. And then, Valdeth, you see down a different hallway the ground just sort of collapse in on itself. And what was a hallway is now a downward slope into a subsection rather than continuing on the same level. I don't think guides are going to be the kind of useful we'd want them to be if this place Mm. moves around like that. Absolutely. No, no. Guides are still very useful. Crunchy very explicitly showed why guides are useful. I mean, yes, very true. However, the the traditional use for a guide yes, in no. finding a path for you. A guide I is going is... to be absolutely fucking useless in this situation <laughs> as far as telling us where to go. 
a guide will be very useful as cannon fodder. Or and blade fodder as Crunchy turned out to be. And for those who've survived here in a while might sort of have an instinct for the kind of situations where one might find a trap down here. That as well. I suppose this does explain a lot. Titania? <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean... We're not taking him on again. I'm sorry? We're getting a new guide. I'm not saying that we bring that we bring him back, although I would still argue that nothing he did was any less nothing that he did and nothing that happened to him was any less than I would expect of ninety nine percent of guides out there. Okay. They're all exceptionally skilled individuals going into an extremely dangerous location. Is that fair to say? Yeah, okay. this I is... don't know many guides that would be able to do much better. That said, I understand there is some, let's just be polite and call it um, dissatisfaction. At this point, when you get the sending message from Ithram, Valda. Get that for a second issue the response, which was something along the lines of take another pass, and if you find anything interesting then fine, but if not, come back. Yeah. Alright. If Party. you be back with us in a few minutes. Excellent. Group morale is more important in this situation. The, in, the particular type of, of trap springer is less important. We'll see if he's found anything. He didn't have any particulars when he contacted me just now, but if he finds something in the next few minutes, and then I'll be back here. We'll see. Apparently most of them have already left for the ruins for the day. We'll see what we can find. There is a flash of thunder and lightning as Ithram and uh, a dwarf appear. Uh, this dwarf looks like it just sort of makes a sound and then is fine. Uh, so uh, the rest of you go ahead and describe yourselves for uh, for what Grumman sees, uh, starting with uh, Jeremy. Okay. Um, so uh, standing there is uh, a human male, uh, sort of dusky-skinned, um, pretty average in, like, height, girth, um, uh, sort of, sort of built very much like the the I'm going to go out and explore explore the wild kind of thing. I dressed in I believe he picked up some 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 local looking clothes. 
So the, he actually looks somewhat like a lo potentially a local of the area. Um, uh, hood up current or hood of, of the cloak currently up. There's sort of dark hair uh, behind it. And what can only be described as uh, in terms of facial hair, the Lemmy without this part of the mustache. <laughs> I have a perfect image of what that looks like. All right, and, and as far as your like your uh, you know perspective is definitely the clothes definitely fit like what a local would wear. They are not worn enough to be a local though. Yes. Oh no, very much. Okay. All right, and William. Um, Baldeth is a female dwarf um, of the beardless variety. Uh, long brown hair that stretches probably about mid-back, uh, wearing very heavy, like, winter clothing, uh, mostly browns and blacks, uh, heavy fur lining, uh, with, uh, as I forget, the coloration of my own character's eyes. Uh, yeah, green. Green eyes, um... Metallic gauntlets of definitely like ornate and high quality, sort of like solid black metal with gold trims and sort of red uh, gem, uh, it red gem fixtures in them. But that's the only metal that she's wearing at the moment. Um, there's a uh, metal rod, like a like a scepter that she's holding in in one hand, but no other equipment of like particular martial note. Um, Except for the great sword what, on your back. That's in that's in that's in the that's in the armory. And so is so is the uh, gunblade. She's just holding the rod right now. Um, the you said you were just shy of five or four feet. Um, if, if I'm, if I'm thinking of the right height, probably just shy of four. I mean, he's pretty, he, he's, he's relatively short and broad. Yeah. Okay. Cause then, then significantly taller as well for, for mm -hmm. a dwarf because she's at the highest end of the typical mountain dwarf height at four, eight. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's a hill dwarf. Yeah. Um, how, how old does everybody appear to be, by the way? I, I forgot to ask the, the first couple of people who went. Valdeth is relatively young for a dwarf. Um, you peg her age at about 50. Okay, alright. Probably about late 30s for human. Uh, Ithram, okay. Ithram, it's hard to tell because you've never seen a hobgoblin. Yeah. Ithram looks like he might be he might be 18 and he might be 75. You have no real bar by which to judge. <laughs> All hobgoblins look fairly weathered, especially the ones that come from Desolation. <laughs> Fair. He <Okay>. is adult. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Mara. Titania is uh, a young young elf. She's uh, 101, so she is also an adult. But um, uh, same height as Dalith. She's like five foot. Um, kind of uh, skin that looks a little bit like bark. Uh, and her hair is currently long and uh, like pa mostly pale, but turning green on the edges because she is in her spring aspect. But she does not look happy okay. at all. She looks <laughs> grumpy. She looks cold. 
because uh, she had some cold weather clothes, but not enough for this. Uh, and she's got little, little like orange, uh, pink mushrooms, uh, sprouting out of various places. Um, and is, uh, holding a, uh, staff, um, that with like a, uh, that kind of curves up into a crook that looks like it is made partially of glass and is holding itself together by magic entirely. And, okay. And now for the challenge, I want Gent's fiancés to describe him. <laughs> He's a half-elf. Yeah, so G- Gent is half-elf um, with tall. the very very much the um, like mid-length blonde uh, hair. His, I... his hair is not blonde. It's red. Is it red? Okay. Yeah. Going great so far. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you keep going. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me describe Jack's character. <laughs> That's why I wanted you two to do it because you're the fiancés. <laughs> um. Describe the man you look at lovingly he also every day. Looks grumpy and tired. <laughs> so I say, definitely also grumpy and tired. Um, carrying a gun. Yeah, carry, carrying a, like, highly ornate, uh, Emperor's Virtue was, like, mostly gold. Like yeah? a pistol. It's yeah. like gold with, like, pearl handle grips and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mostly golden pistol with pearl handle grip. Um, dressed in very, very, the heaviest clothing that he could find for the area, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, the, he's the tallest of the three of us. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. He's with, like a normal height. Like average 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 height for for human half elf. Um, like five eight or something. Yeah, yeah. He's almost he's he's not nearly as tall as, as Ithrim, but he's close. Um He is nearly as tall as Ithrim at five ten. Five ten? He's exactly yeah. two inches shorter than Ithrim. Oh, and this is very important. None of us have rings. None. <laughs> no. No rings? No, no, no rings. rings. Okay. <laughs> You don't know why. That's very... a... No, Valdeth has a ring. He's Valdez not wearing it. That was the whole problem. No, no, no. Valdeth has a different ring. Oh yeah, Valdeth has, Valdez has the, the 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 signet ring of her, no, of her family. N- no, yeah. the septum ring. Oh yes, the septum ring that she's wearing as, as a, a ring. as a ring. Yeah, yeah. Very long in joke. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, the if. Ithram has like the the like the the comb over hair, if I recall correctly, like that's like fold, fold over on one side and like shaved on the other side. An undercut, uh, yes. Yeah, the un- undercut. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Yeah, he has yes. undercut and um tattoos, like arcane, uh, yeah, like arcane tattoos going up the side. Yeah. Of uh, along like here, I think something like that. Anyway. Let Jack him. actually describe his character when he's back next week. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, I will. I just, I just really wanted to see how accurate the fiancés sure. could get. So yeah, Gent is, you know, is a very, fairly young-looking half-elf. I was thinking blonde because Gwynferon was blonde. Mm. Gent's a fairly young-looking half-elf, ginger hair, ginger red hair, fair skin, blue eyes, about 5'10", fairly lean, dressed nice, dressed as nicely as he could be with the with the heavy winter clothes. Uh, yes, with a with a very large golden pistol uh, revolver on one hip, and uh, what looks like a piece of bone hanging off the other side of his hip. 
as well as a bag and a few other things and, and a few few various technological knickknacks. But yes, yeah, so you all see Grummond. And Grummond, you see them. All right. Hello. Oh, and, and and I forgot. Um, Grumman also has had tattoos. He has sort of a very blocky geometric representation of uh, it, either barley or grain, uh, coming up from the back of the hand and wrapping around both forearms. Hello. Belneth also has several tattoos, but they're all covered right now, so not relevant. Yeah, same. Wait, same you have tattoos? From... Yeah, I have okay. magic tattoos. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. It's anyway, just has regular ones that haven't. Uh, on his right arm, he's got one that looks like that. Well, it didn't lie to Hello. me. All of you have got shirts and pants that match. Very impressive. Hello, I'm Grummond. I'll be your new guide. Understand you met my cousin, Crunchy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Don't worry. Don't worry. If we find him again, I've got a cart to haul his corpse back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. Um, he. Oh, okay. Uh, you're gonna need to sign a contract. Um, I pull out. Uh, I'm running out of these forms. I think I don't think I have one like ready made. Okay. Um, so I do a little oh, bit of. Oh, uh, didn't sign it. He just sort of like gave you a piece of his hair. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I I I pull out a very well folded, very worn looking piece of paper, hand it over. <laughs> uh, I do a little bit of necromancy, and I want to know if I, I need to know if you are okay. If um, uh, you happen to become deceased, uh, to be made a zombie. Or not, and how you feel about uh, reincarnation, which is the one that makes you uh, possibly come back in a different sort of body. Um, or but, against, it's just a form with like three boxes. It's a consent yes form. No. <laughs> yeah. It's a consent form. Necromancy, resurrection, reincarnation. Yep. Why <laughs> and? Can yep. I um can I make an arcana check to see if I know anything about uh circle of uh, circle of the spore druids? Me a religion check. Or a nature check, one of the two. Um I think they are all equally bad. Uh, oh boy. Four. Okay. Um have I okay, I got three. So I'm assuming that I that that makes the necromancy comment, I don't make any connection with the fact that there are mushrooms on this person. Nope. Okay. Um, what does the um, what's the uh, Mardok? What does Mardok feel about zombies? Mardok, Mardok is pretty chill with everything. Um, Mardok doesn't like zombies much. Uh but it's not it's 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 not really the zombies fault you know mhm it's not the zombies fault that they're zombies okay it's the you punch the person that made the zombies you don't punch the, you know, the zombies they're just doing what they do you know mhm and really they're only bad if the person that made the zombies are like doing evil right 
this is like a uh, this is a this is a sermon you would have heard from like a priest of Marduk, uh, from like a finger of Marduk. It's like they're only really bad, you know, in certain circumstances, right? Because in other circumstances they might be helping you, and in in some circumstances they might be you know attacking you. So like punch the ones that are attacking you, but don't punch the ones that are helping you. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, so Groman stands for a moment, sort of takes Titania uh, up in, up and down, or up and up, I guess, as a dwarf, and um, says, right. "How much sugar is in those?" And he points to the mushrooms. Excuse me. I was just wondering if they'd fermented all. Uh, in the alternative, do they produce any sort of alcohol-soluble toxin? Um. You've met someone who's interested in your mushrooms. I don't know. She's going to... The, you, you see spores just sort of like starting to coalesce around you. She's kind of... This is weird. I don't I, I don't know about this. It's like uh, a 30-foot... It's like a little aura. Well, I, look, I tell you what. I haven't seen anything that looks like those before. If you give me a few of them, I'll sign off in this form. Um... I'll try a few things with your mushrooms. You can do whatever you want with my corpse. How does that sound? Anthem <laughs> <laughs> is like behind, looking down at them, like, what the fuck? <laughs> if you get to drink it first off, unless that would be weird, I understand that might be a little strange. But if you want it, I'll give you a first sip if it comes out potable. Uh, or even if it doesn't, no shame here, whatever you're into. Um. <laughs> did you just get out weird party person to buy a dwarf? Um, I think they're like part of me. I can sort of feel through them, kind of. Uh. Oh, that's disappointing. All right, what the hell? I tell you what, you find any sure. other good. <laughs> All right, that's a deal then. And he will cheerfully check off the zombie box and sign at the bottom. Okay. What, uh, or, um, oh, uh, reincarnation? Right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I won't do it if you don't want to. Um, this is all voluntary. I just need to know. No, just don't change my name as a whole branding thing. So. Sure, what's your name? Oh, Grumman Billmender, and he'll write it in in print, uh, okay. both in in common and then in in dwarven runes below, where he signs. Lovely to meet you. I am Princess Titania Valkorian. Oh, princess. Well, uh, have you ever been to? Uh, you, you might have come through lovely seaside town where I'm from. I might be familiar with the Billmender Brewery. Uh, uh, it's in. Uh, <laughs> it's not ayahuasca. Um, what's it? <laughs> Uh, Ayascurva. Ayascurva. Uh, that's, that's, that's the continent. Ayascurva. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a lovely seaside town. Uh, popular so. with tourists, uh, those of means. Uh, perhaps the rest of you have traveled through it. Uh, oh, come now, surely all of you have heard of Swiggle, the city of pores. No. <laughs> but I'm not very good at geography. Really? Oh, this. There's a rather famous, uh, a famous tale about it. Surely you will have heard of uh, Planescape Ferment. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, it's lovely. Oh, you'll have to come by. Um, 
that Bill Menders were, were, were if I do say so myself, quite quite uh, populous and popular there. Um, but uh, my own family uh, moved away from mending bills, as you might have guessed, moved into the culinary arts uh, and, and, and specifically brewing. Uh, but the, the leader of the city has a lovely marriage there. Uh, fond of the arts of brewing and of cooking, uh, provides all of us with the finest of, uh, of fermentables. The Lady of Grain, we call her, watches over the city. Argon? That's Lady of Grain? <laughs> Argon is the goddess of the harvest. <laughs> Oh, all right. I'm real, really in character for Grumman to go, who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, uh, like, is he, like, is Argon actually your goddess or is it a different, like, harvest yeah. goddess or god? Well, I, I would assume there are temples, given the given the state of Swiggle, there are temples to Argon. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's he's an adherent of Marduk, but. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that 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 within context, that would probably make more sense. That the 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 patron deity of Swiggle is Argon, the Lady of Grain. Yeah, but you you can also refer to the merit as the Lady of Grain if you so desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, that right, sounds so- lovely. So, so a princess. So that explains the matching outfits. Then, or all the rest of you, royalty. Uh, may need to brush up on my manners. Uh, and he starts wiping his uh, his 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 gloves, sort of down the sides of his uh, his sleeveless shirt. Two of us are nobility, but not quite the same. Four. Oh no! Two of us. Two of us are nobility. You're royalty. Okay. Well, three three nobility. It's room. Uh, no, I, I don't yeah. think nobility qualifies. This big. He's a, he's a chief. He's a chieftain's son. Yeah. But I don't think that makes him a noble. Close. It, anyway, Grumman Grumman is looking around and he's he says, "Ah, uh, so so all sorts of nobility then. <laughs> well, as I'm sure your friend Ithram explains here, my rate is five gold pieces a piece. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look to Ithram. Anyway." My name is my name is Thane Valdeth. <laughs> I pay him and five get gold. ignored. No, but I he looks at back at you. Is that accurate? His rate? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. If from he said five gold pieces. He said five gold a person. A person as opposed oh, to a no. day. <laughs> I, 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 I I heard a day. <laughs> I heard a day when he said it. Uh, no, uh, it, uh, the price we agreed upon was five gold a day, uh, much like your cousin. Uh, uh, well, I... if you wanted to renegotiate, Valdez is uh, the leader of the group, so uh, feel free to renegotiate whenever. Have I been in this particular part of the hive before? I'll look around. Oh yeah. If I recognize oh yeah. It. No, okay. you, like like you 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 don't know the name of it, but okay. yeah, no, you've been here before. Like it's right. yeah. There was a, there was a hallway over there the other day, and there was a 
there was a hole in the ground over there the other day and there was a there was a really nice like it was like a pineapple tree it was like oh, it was over there in that corner it's got i mean all this is gone now obviously but yeah like yeah no you've been you've been here before okay uh yeah he he looks around and shrugs and says ah well i uh, think nothing of it just uh should have gotten more details ahead of time. Nah, five a day is fine. Uh, so, which we already headed. Yes. Um, for the rest of us that need to introduce ourselves, I'm Jarl Valdez Stonebeard of the Kingdom of Everstone, uh, head of the House Stonebeard. Um, this and this is Gent Minar of the House Minar of of Tiram, and then indicate to Marathon. No current nobility, shall we say. Ah! No granted title. There is plenty of nobility, just no. I'm an, sure an, you understand. An ambition is something I can understand and appreciate. Uh, do I recognize any of these titles, uh, these uh, houses or names? Give me a history check. Jesus. A lot of int rolls. <laughs> 16. You keep asking if you know right. things. Uh, you know Taram. Okay. You don't know any of the names related to Taram, but you know Taram. That's a big, it's a big, that is a big city on the other side of the world. Okay. It's, it's like, you know, it's it, it's the equivalent of someone in the States knowing what knowing where Hong Kong is kind of thing. It's okay. like, it's big All city right. over there. Um, okay. Fair. Uh, and, uh, 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 you know Everstone, bunch of hoity-toity dwarves over there, like bunch of hoity-toity. I mean hoity-toity dwarves over there. Um, How hoity and or toity does this one appear? Cap, uh, uh, oh, oh, this one, uh, Valda. Yeah. How hoity and or toity do you appear? <laughs> I mean, probably hoity, maybe not toity. So capital okay. H, lowercase t. Yeah, fair. <laughs> okay. She, she, she is decidedly. Bears herself with a sense of importance. Okay. Um, but isn't necessarily wearing anything super ornate aside from her gauntlets. Right? Yeah, Stonebeard doesn't make like Stonebeard. Not, this doesn't mean anything particular to you, but Everstone, you're you're familiar conceptually with Everstone. Okay. Um. Yeah. And uh, you heard someone mention desolation. Or did, does that have been said out loud? Yes, desolation has been mentioned. Yeah, uh, desolation is a big sort of blasted wasteland uh, on uh, uh, over across the Shattered Isles from um, across the Shattered Isles on Leftheria. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's this large wasteland kind of place where apparently giant monsters roam. You've never been. It's one of those like you know scary stories that occasionally gets told about. Okay. That's where Ethram said they were from? Yeah, that's where Ethram's okay. from. All right. He would just sort of nod in response to, to each person. Uh, and then is looking around to figure out uh, what is, is – I guess being the hive, it's tough to tell which direction they might have come from because that direction may not be there anymore. Yeah. Uh, as you look around – there's still bodies in this room, which means this room hasn't changed very much very recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can still identify bodies on traps, so probably this room 
you're thinking the last time you were in this room was probably a month ago, so it hasn't changed very much, mm-hmm. which means probably you can sort of guess at where the entrance used to be. Okay. All right. So uh, which direction are you all looking to head from here? And which one did you come from, if it's still here? Um, did we come from that way? I like... Valdeth and Merith are like that way. We came from that way. Yeah, it's one, it's and the one that you saw the wall collapse in on. We want to go and just point in a general direction, probably the exa- 180 degrees in the other direction, and we want mm-hmm. to go that way generally. And, and down. down. And down. East. Yes. East and down. We're trying to find... East bound and down? Yes. <laughs> Load them up and trucking. We're trying to find the phylactery of a lich. That. Oh. Uh. Why? To break it. We killed him, and now we need to kill him again and make sure he stays dead. All right, that's good. I just, I had to ask. I already had to sign a necromancy waiver, so I figured it was worth asking. Um, good, good. Um, what's the name of this fellow, then? Uh, Rihor, I believe it was. Correct. Uh, have I heard but, that before? Nope. And or Gavis is the other That's, name we there's think. A, there's an associate, yes. potential association with the name Gavis as well. That name you do know. Okay. Uh, Gavis is one of the sort of like figures talked about on the continent uh, related to the founding of the Azure Legion. Uh, which is the Azure Legion is this sort of it's a widespread uh, knightly order on Eos Corva that sort of headquarters in Avalon to the south, uh, to the far south, so the, like almost almost as far south as you can go. If you look on the map, um, the uh, that red you can uh, towards the bottom of Eos Corva you can see the red dot down there where it says Avalon. Yeah, you guys are up there by the red X's. You're in the re- the right. red X's of the right. ruin, so that gives you an idea of how far away that is. Sure. Um, but uh, the uh, <clears throat> yeah, so the uh, the Ivory Legion, sorry, the the Azure Legion are headquartered in Avalon. They're this knightly order of blue cloaked uh, blue cloaked heroes that basically go forth and do good is their mandate, kind of thing. Um, think King Arthur, but if he was, if, you know, if the bill of goods he sold was accurate, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as opposed to being less accurate, um, they go forth, do good things, rescue people, kill monsters, kind of, kind of shtick. And, uh, that name, the second name, the, uh, um... Gavis. Gavis is, uh, the, uh, the name of one of the founders of it from centuries ago. All right, good deal. Thank you. Um, I will turn then and look in the direction that they have indicated. They want to go east and down. Um, have I been that direction? Oh yeah, you've been you've uh, been all over this section. Okay, it, is it look uh, relatively similar? You said three weeks ago I was here. Is it look relatively similar? Or is it totally? Uh, the last time you went down and east, uh, there was there was another entrance over here that that isn't there right now. Okay. Thinking about it, go ahead and give me a survival check. Okay. Before we get moving, could you perhaps make use of this? And he pulls out a one-foot metal rod, turns it on its side, just pops it out, and it's a ten-foot pole. 
Oh, certainly won't, uh, won't, uh, turn my hand away from something that might come in handy. Certainly. Um, and, uh, I will, I will take it and see if I can figure out how to retract it. Yeah, it's pretty easy to collapse it back. Okay. Um, so I will, I will hold it and use it if I need to poke it. Something. Uh, you, um, you typically travel, like, in your hull because it's easy to just mm -hmm. throw treasure into it, and also it hovers, so you can avoid right. a lot of traps. Um, so with a 13, you figure you probably want to go... You remember a chasm, like, two or three sections east of here that you mm -hmm. can pretty reliably find and clamber down a few levels. So that'd probably be your first destination. Okay. Um, I will pull out the little, uh, at this point, is 17, 18 inch long. Uh, I, it probably is, 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 is much more noticeable as something organic when it's that small. Uh, pulls it out, says, a, uh, says, stand back for me, please. And says a, another word in Dwarvish. Um, uh, for anyone who speaks Dwarvish, uh, yeah. it's the word Imbigan. And it just turns into a... Uh, uh, about the size of a of a large cart, but shaped more like a canoe. And uh, he hops up into it, extends the pole, and starts sort of like <laughs> almost like he's rowing himself along. But it's more he's tapping at at uh, squares on the ground as he moves uh, much, ahead of him. How much weight can that hold? Um, did you say weight or wood? Weight. Uh, Grumman opens his mouth and words come out very slowly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't Bottom of the card. Bottom of the card. I know, I'm just trying to find it because I'd scrolled up to look at other stuff. Uh, uh, so it can hold uh, 750 pounds. <laughs> you, uh, you use that to avoid traps? Mostly I use it to haul stuff back out and things for the journey along, uh, uh, which he says as he is uh, pulling the, the various jugs and bottles and so forth from his pockets and then are strapped to his person and placing them back into the, the cart. Uh, Ithram, Ithram, you can very easily tell that, uh, especially now that you're, in, you're up close to it, this is made out of like the horn of a dragon. It's like the horn of a dragon's been turned into a wheelbarrow, basically. I'll save the identify for later, but um, perhaps uh, I've had an idea. Uh, well, I've had an idea, but perhaps we might make use of it. Uh, would the, and everybody be willing to wait about 10, mil 10 minutes? Uh, I have a spell that may allow us for a time to uh, utilize both this and... Uh, other means of passage to avoid the traps set on the ground. I can ride my staff. Do we have enough room in there for everyone else then? It doesn't need to, no, not everybody needs to fit in there. Um, if perhaps two people sat on the disc I'm about to summon. Sorry, what? I can summon a disc that will also levitate, that will allow us to bypass most of the floor traps. I see. Yeah, it's a good idea. Re read that disc carefully, by the way. 
500 pounds is the limit. That's not the part you need to read carefully. Yeah. Uh, and then only like an hour. Yeah, it's an hour. That's also not the part you need to read carefully. It only follows you. It doesn't move under its own power. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, also, <laughs> well, no. It follows me, but it also can't go down more than a 10 foot. Yeah, it's like one level. Well, you, Imrith could get into the, the well, orders hall. So it can go down slopes and stuff, but if we ever have to go down a cliff mm-hmm. or anything like that, we will have to re reevaluate at that point. But if you're mm-hmm. on the if I'm in the card, if I'm in the, yeah if I'm in the canoe that can just follow us, yeah. it will still be following you. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you didn't do the mistake I did, which was think you could stand on it and have it move. No, I <laughs> yeah, someone no, else I would have to stand on it and have it move. I fucking wish. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> it would just be like floating everywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting down, reading books the whole time. Uh, so yeah, he'll take ten minutes, and at the end of it, uh, he'll drop a bit of mercury that stops, and then kind of just spiders out into a. Uh, looks like red electricity uh, and then just solidifies into the mercury. All aboard. How cold is it down here, by the way? When when you get down this distance into the hive, is it that sort of consistent underground temperature? Um, it gets warmer it... the further down you go. Okay. Uh, because outside is very cold. Right. And so in here you're you're you know in here you're free from the chill. The problem is that occasionally there are areas where water flows through the ruins mm-hmm. and in those areas it just the temperature drops again. So it's okay. like it's sort of an inconsistent amount of temperature as you go down. It'll be warmer where there's where it's enclosed and nice and tight, uh, but when it, when it breaks open at certain areas the cold air come, from the outside comes in and water might come in. So as as we're as we're waiting, Grumman pulls out a uh, an earthenware jug, uh, pulls a um, a cap that's tied around the neck of it, pulls it out of the top, takes a swig, and then offers it around. Says, "Here, something warming for you while we wait. It's made of apples, mostly apples. Quite all right. I'm good. Thank you, though. Of course, I appreciate it." Um, yeah, while we're waiting, since we are officially dungeoneering at this point, <laughs> um, Meroth will go ahead and, and summon his sword, so just in case we get attacked, I don't have to spend my first action like, okay, let me get my weapon out! So what does that, so what does that look like when you summon it? Um, I feel like... It's very Highlander-esque. And that he reaches behind, because he's wearing this, he reaches behind, like, sort of under the cloak. And then just pulls it from what we used to jokingly way back in the days when the Highlander TV show was a thing. A glorious, wonderful thing. Used to call the Sphincter of Holding, because that's the only place they could possibly hold those damn swords. And just comes out with it. Way bigger than it looks like he should be able to wield comfortably. 
what's in this? I look down at the jug. Like I said, apples. apples. Mostly apples. Right. Sure, I'll drink some. What's it taste like? Apples? It, it it tastes like a very, very strong apple brandy. Okay. Very warming. Right? That's good. I pass it along. A little after we'll take a swig between uh words. Yeah, little little bit of a uh, little bit of something similar to cinnamon in it, but mostly just like an apple brandy. Yeah. Also, so the sword that uh, the sword that um, yeah. what, what's your character name again? Right Marith. now, Marith. Marith pulls out is this large, like very ornate and fancy looking great sword um, with sort of gold fil- with sort of gold filigree uh, uh, embedded into the edges of the blade. Uh, a red red leather hilt with gold pommel cross guard and sort of a large purple gem embedded just uh, in in where the um, Oh, is it called the Foshard? No, it's not called the Foshard. The, um, the Rikasa. Right. Which is the section of the blade right after the pommel. Or right after the hilt. Or right after the, right after the hilt. That's a beauty you go there. Thank you. I'm quite fond of it. If you don't mind my asking, is it, uh, is the whole thing magical or merely your way of storing it? Uh, the whole thing is. <laughs> Yes. Um, I've got to be honest with you, normally I don't go in for things not made by hand, but uh, good on you. That's a, that's a fine bit oh, of work. Oh, no, to be clear, it is, a, it is a physical it is a physical object. It's not merely a conjuration. I see. Well, my compliments to the smith, and if that's you, then doubly so. It is most certainly not me, no. But... It might as well be now because it's mine. Well, it does you well and you do it credit. Thank you. Dungeon train choo choo. So <laughs> you summon the you summon the disc, you get yeah. in the horde. Who gets on the disc? Uh on the disc, it, uh I'll hop on. Perhaps. Get in, losers. We're going to engineering. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to fly alongside the boat on my on my staff. All right, it's so, a broom of flying. Sen, so Sen on the disc, Valdeth, Gint, Ithram, and Grummond in the boat, or in the hall. Uh, you take off down one of the hallways. Grummond leading the way. Just while we're traveling... Since it's also a ritual, uh-huh. I'm just gonna every once in a while just be ritually casting detect magic. Okay. So Grummond, give me a per- uh, give me a perception check, Grummond. As the Tester's s- disc a, a concentration? Nope. Oh, okay. Never mind. Fourteen. That'd be the lamest concentration spell. <laughs> you can you stub your toe and your friend collapses. Uh, so with a fourteen. Uh, you're sort of traveling. You're, you're you're guiding them down. 
using your floating hull to get around most of the traps, and occasionally using, you know, stopping the hull and thus the convoy and going, you know, showing off your your expertise by triggering a trap with that 10-foot pole that you've really come to like. Uh, occasionally just sort of reaching up and swatting a stone, which causes, uh, you know, a parade of spears to come clattering down on the other side, hitting a few skeletons that are on the rocks, and uh, as opposed to hitting you all. Uh, and just sort of guiding down the sort of twisting, collapsed corridor formed from the ruins of multiple different civilizations. You're starting to sort of get a familiarity with where you're at, Grummond. You're, you're, you've been here a few times coming through. Um... And you know that uh, there is a there's an arc there's a there's a there's a layer change soon, and for, for as far as front for frontier speak, a layer change is where the architecture sudden or very drastically gets different, as opposed to so the architecture is a blending of multiple different kingdoms uh, as you go through it. But when you hit a layer change, you're actually delving deeper into a section where it's more predominantly one kingdom structure than another. These tend to be pockets of pockets of the hive that are more stable. And so while they while they still change, they tend to certain patterns tend to emerge more often uh, that were that belong that are more identifiable. Um, they, these would be the these would be the names of the sections of the ruin that the map seller you know that the that the, that the iterative map seller uh, sells. So, like you know, uh, where you were just at is known as is basically known as the entry hive, uh, which is the just the preliminary first place where it's where all the entrances appear on this particular on the in this particular area of the hive. You're about to delve into the you're about to delve into the underborough, which is a was a residential area. Uh, that was built underneath uh, another kingdom, uh, so it's like you can make you can in the underborough you can more often make out like residential areas and bit uh, places of business and shops like that. Which one of your f- more favorite hunting grounds? Because that's where you find those recipes and things that might have survived. Okay, um, so you can tell that's coming up in a, in, a, in a little bit as you're sort of clearing this hallway of traps while floating. With whatever I will, you want to do with that information. Yeah, I will pass all of this along as we're as we're moving along. So you are all being educated on the stratification of the uh, the ruins. It's, uh-huh. it's it's like it's it's like half half tour guide and sort of half your uncle telling you semi boring stories about where he grew up. So it's How? like, so it's like, it's like, okay. so we're coming up on what a lot of the uh, the academics in the area call a layer change. Now, right over there is where I lost one of my toes one time when a t- door came down, sheared it off, had to carry it back in my pocket. This pocket right here, look, you still see the stain. Someone had to stitch it back on. And over here, we're moving into the underhive. Um, so it's sort you are of- very good at this. Shania's enthralled. This is perfect. <laughs> Best tour. Usually they're like too academic and boring. This is this is the right amount of everything. <laughs> I'm into it. And he uh, will offer drinks as we move on, sort of paired with the areas of the hive. Oh no. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, she's probably getting tipsy by this point. It's fine. Oh yeah, no, this and this is also much better alcohol than you found in the bar. Yeah, no, this is very nice. Mm. Well, so, so the next area that we're moving into, what what uh, culture is that associated with? There isn't any specific culture that you're familiar with. Um, the underborough, the underborough seems like it was a. Uh, to you, it strikes you as interesting because it's like every single kingdom has some layer of underborough to it. Uh, it strikes you as this is probably where the people that didn't want to be there or didn't have a lot of money or both sort of were kept. Okay. Uh, and it, it's not really associated with any one time period or kingdom. It's just sort okay. of an ever-present layer of the hive. Got it. <clears throat> okay. well, Thank you. Well, that's going on. Um... Merith will look over at, at, at Veldeth and say, so how many days do we have left, theoretically? Uh, I've been keeping track, and I just don't know how many days we've gone by. We were still at four days left? Yeah. Um, four days. Three days four. is what I have. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've had a rest since you got here. Right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. we're at... We've got three days to find this phylactery before the lich returns to its body. And, well, I am absolutely confident we will we will do so. What is our contingency plan? Kill it again. This I'm... time it won't have this time it won't have its entire power base and fortress of necromantic energies to hide behind, which Unless we were, able to, we, we, were able, we were able, we were able to kill it through all of that last time, unless it hit its power base in another necromantic lair, potentially. But that's something we—that's information we don't have yet, and we can't plan around what we don't really know. Mm. We can take an can't estimate. You? But ultimately, if we're for a reason, yes. But we don't know how much we're going to have to plan around. No, of course not. But but you can... ultimately, if we're too late to stop the lich from reforming, then it's a matter of destroying the phylactery as best we can, and then dealing with the lich. And do we have a plan for destroying order. the phylactery? That's something that our wizard is going to have to try and see if he can find answers to, because I am not that versed in that level. He holds he holds up a single finger, and there's a slight green glow. <laughs> this integrates. Works on most things. It does. What, if it what? doesn't, we take it and find somewhere that we can have it destroyed. Actually, I know exactly who can fucking destroy the thing if we can't just disintegrate it. We're not taking it north. No, no. I'm talking about Adam. (laughs) What does this thing look like, if you know? We don't. Searching around for anything sort of that feels phylacterish. 
it will much. be it will be an object of uh, very high quality, quality. and uh, it will look very 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 expensive and so prob- probably okay. in pride of place and probably surrounded by traps it will often, in most cases, I've done some research into them in some of my searchings. It might, it often, but doesn't always look like a container of some type. Because it's meant to hold a soul. Of course. But not necessarily. It could be a cage. It could be a gem. It could be a bottle. A bottle. It All right, be... but before we go smashing those, <laughs> no, we're not smashing. We will your check bottle. for we will check for proofs on the side first. All right. Uh, so. Although I'll be fair, I'll be honest with you. Some of the ones I've got in here, and he gestures to some of the, ju- the some of the jugs. You got less proof, more circumstantial evidence, sort of thing. If you follow me, it could conceivably be a very well prepared, uh, a particularly um, uh, enhanced in terms of material value corpse that's as well like a like an ex, like an extremely extravagant mummy something to that effect there are all sorts of phylacteries when we think we're getting close i can try and seek it out but if it's hidden magically then it don't it does doesn't work which it seems like a given that someone that magically powerful would hide the thing that is their life's line from detection magic. Maybe. But we're looking for concentrations of traps, uh, any particularly fancy treasure, that sort of yes. thing. They do yes. tend to be very difficult to destroy. Oh! And-, and we think he was in love with a uh, bard. Maybe. Uh, or, all right. Uh, so, sort of a engagement that's, ring, friendship bracelet sort that's, of thing? Potential. Like, that's a fair point. They might have a certain amount of sentimental value for them, and from what we can tell, this person's history, being spurned by this legendary musician is part of what led them down this road. An instrument... <sighs> The person, the 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 love's heart, the love. Yeah. I don't know. All possibilities. It will, if it is not difficult to destroy, it will probably have a guardian of some kind. Obviously. Uh, could you, uh, Merit, show them uh, with your illusory magic motif? The type of motifs? Uh, was that? Oh sorry, no, was we that made, you or was we, that? we did a drawing. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. Out, that's right. Show, show I the drawing. Out the sketch, yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, your sketch. your illusions are all self based. So correct. I forgot. And, and he hadn't seen it. Well, yet, so. illu- it's not illusion, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I pulled out a sketch. It's um it's of uh this pillar that we found in the lich's uh palace. Um and it has like what did it have? Like a ma- a magician, a um a knight noble. Oh, a noble a, no, some, a noble and the muse. Something else. There was yeah. The muse. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. so it's just it's a sort of uh it looks like that. It's a mural, effectively, with a with a with that has like sort of a graphic story being told. Um, make me a make me a history check. All right then. Stop the clock is right twice a day, but not this time of day. That's a one. <laughs> it's a it's an unnatural one. To be fair, yes. Um, I mean, there are lots of places with murals throughout the ruins, like the, uh, the all various kingdoms enjoyed, you know, leaving markings, both of their, of their, their, you know, uh, magnificent past of five years, uh, and their glorious future, not yet written or ever achieved. Um, so they, you know, they, there's lots of murals. It's it's particularly difficult to tell which ones are real narratives and which ones are, uh, uh, sort of like, uh, hopeful narratives. Um, nothing about this in particular jumps out at you, but that doesn't mean you haven't seen it before. Okay. We'll, we'll be looking for that style of extremely gothic architecture as well, in general. Okay. All right. Well, you definitely imagine that away, at least for reference. You definitely imagine it's going to be under the underborough. Okay. Well, probably farther to go then. Got to get deeper, as you said. Yeah. About the 50-minute mark is when Ithrim starts casting a uh, ritual casting Tensor's floating disc again to just re-up it underneath whoever's sitting on it. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> Sin does not fall on her ass. Yep. Or his ass. So when it, once we do get... Let's, let, let's say worst comes to worst. We don't find it in three days. We're fighting the lich. What mm. tactics did you observe? What can we use? He had a field around him that you couldn't... Um, if someone went unconscious, they couldn't be raised. I could still heal within it, I think. I see. Yeah. But specifically, it was only if they were if they were taken down by necromantic magic. Yeah. If they took necrotic damage, which is pretty much what he was using, I think, the whole time. So that would make sense. Yeah. Um. And it didn't happen, but he might be able to raise people from the dead that way, or raise them into zombies, bad kind of zombies, not like mine. Right. Without the weaver. Mm-hmm. He is a he is still a wizard of some reputable power. 
Yes, he didn't those, seem... Those that the Chief Witch them normally are. Yes, of course. He, he didn't seem all that concerned with battlefield mobility. He mostly stayed where he was and threw his magic. Very potent and effective, but he didn't seem all that concerned with maneuvering. Killed me last time. Oh, all right. right. You got better. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably try and do that again. So, I, my understanding was you are usually the one who's in charge of bringing folks back. So, who did the bringing back in that situation? Um, good question. I forget. Out, like out of game, I forget who did the resurrection there. Take a guess. Who was the only other person there that could revivify? Adam. Adam. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think Titania would know, but yeah. Uh, that that was Adam, the person who had gone with us that time. A particular, um, he's a paladin, or is he? No, he's he's a fighter, but he's the um, bone knight archetype. Yeah. Yep. A is that war- warrior of divine magic? Is that anyone I would know from Stro- Snowstrand? Adam? No. Okay. He's not here though. So. Well, I'm glad to hear he was at the time then. We know that he has the ability to snuff out life force instantly if it's not strong enough to resist. So our wizard will need to be holding up his counter magics for such for such a contingency. You'll have some help in that. Appreciate it. I have all number of of, of tricks and the like to deal with spellcasters. Well, that's good to know. Uh, have I encountered uh, any spellcasters or magic users in throughout the, the the hive? Oh yeah, okay. there's all sorts down here. <laughs> if we find... some people some people get stuck here and just sort of decide to make it their home. Mm. Question: mm-hmm. Should Should this Rhyhor manage to come out of 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 their phylactery? What happens if we destroy the phylactery while while he's active? I don't fully understand everything about a lich, but from what I've gathered, it doesn't kill them instantly. But no, they're he's... no longer able to restore themselves if you do destroy them after that. Yes. We would just have to destroy them. If we, when we destroyed them after that, they would not be able to reconstitute. What happens if the phylactery is not on this plane? They will reconstitute near that. Even if it is on a different plane? It's still, it's still a physical thing that they are attached to. It doesn't matter where it is. They will come back near it. Fair. Okay. I, I like sure I like what you were thinking a... now. Yes, I wasn't there sure are... if that was a concern. Hmm. It'll still take him some time. Was it hard to kill him last time? I mean it was intensive. It was an intense fight, but and we it 
it was difficult, yes. And, I so mean, maybe we were trying. we were also we were also tired from marching through that fortress repeatedly. How vulnerable so was he to being psychically fooled with? He seems resistant to most forms of mental manipulation. I don't know about direct psychic damage, but we weren't able to get a hold on his mind, those of us who had yes, mental so manipulation powers. Fair. Didn't have too much uh, opportunity. Uh, like most undead, though, um, can't be held person. No. Yes, cannot be held or... Held uh, person or just held? Those are two separate things. I didn't try to hold him. We don't have that kind of relationship. <laughs> Penalized, <laughs> I believe, is the particular. <laughs> well, no, I mean... Could not there be logically is paralyzed. Casting the spell known as hold person... And then that there is work. casting the spell hold known monster. as Hold Monster. He is oh. not a person. He is an undead. I didn't try that one. Well, also, she used she tried the wand of paralysis, which is I think it which is, which is, is hold, hold person. Hold person. Oh, it is hold person. Is it yeah. hold person? Yes, yeah. it is. That yeah, explains I, a lot. I also tried hold monster on the night and that didn't work. So uh, very well. And hold. Wand of Paralysis doesn't care the creature type. Yeah, Wand of Paralysis is not hold person. It's paralyzed. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's status effect paralyzed. paralyzed. Which okay. is also the thing that hold, that hold person does, but... That has specific anyway. caveats about undead or not. Was he, yeah. partic- uh, was he that you're aware of? I realize you've only had one fight. There's not a, yeah. There's a lot of things that may not have been tried. How oh. resistant is he to... Physical alteration. Uh, just, I don't think we tried that. <laughs> and and just to, just to clarify the point real quick, um, from a rules perspective, hold monster and hold person both paralyze. Yes. Wand of paralysis. The difference is hold hold person cares about certain characteristics. Hold monster doesn't care about certain right. characteristics. Wand of paralysis doesn't give a fuck what you are. It applies the paralyzed status effect. So it's. More like hold monster than functionally, it's a hold monster. Yeah, more fun- but, functionally, but it's more hold monster without yeah. the actual spell. Right. Yeah. Though hold monster also has no effect on undead. Yeah, Ithram has that, and knows. <laughs> Wanda paralysis would technically have an effect on the undead if it if wasn't they weren't immune to paralysis. If it wasn't immune to paralysis, right? Uh. Most of my uh, spells are of the evocative nature, at least uh, when it comes to fights. Mine are a touch more tricksy. I have some physical uh, directly, not 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 fireballs or the like. More making heads explode, and ah. um. <laughs> That sort of thing. But generally, no, I prefer um, I prefer working a little bit more subtly. I don't I don't think any of us tried to change his form. There were certainly some polymorph spells being cast, but 
not on him. All right. Well, I will probably keep my magic in 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 check and uh, at that sort of thing for counters and dispels and the like. But should it come to it and I have an extra ability to do so, we'll see how it goes. I just want to point out the fact that the person that just said I prefer to work in more subtle ways is carrying a big fuck-off golden greatsword. <laughs> yes! That is absolutely true. No, no, it's not It's not that either statement is a yeah. true. It's a funny It's a funny. Yes, no, image. absolutely. <laughs> I prefer to work in more subtle yeah, ways. Well, <laughs> when I said absolutely true, I meant that is true. He is carrying a big fuck-off <laughs> At this point, the Hoarder's Hall rolls to a halt as you find yourselves all sitting or standing or hovering next to the edge of a vast chasm. You can see the other side. It looks like it's probably about 70 feet across, but the drop looks like it goes down a good 150 feet, uh, all told, uh, into just darkness. But you can see that there are layers to the cliff faces. It's not just like a straight cliff face. It's like the floor crumbles away, there's a bit of ground and rubble, and then there's open air, and then there's buildings and ruins, and then air, and then more rubble. (coughs) So on and so forth. (coughs) A fly just flew into my mouth. (coughs) Oh, jeez. Well, it's dead now. (coughs) (laughs) Hmm. You know, I think about eating a thousand spiders every night. Uh, (coughs) (laughs) Got one out of the way. (laughs) One gone early. (coughs) It just flew right in there. I was in the middle of talking and a fly rudely flew into my mouth. Yeah, just a a tiny... I feel like it's. I feel like the general thing is you eat ten spiders a year. If John eats, if John eats a thousand a night, then that's a great explanation of average versus median. <laughs> Everybody else eats none, and John's out there doing the doing it for all of us, <clears throat> doing the Lord's work. All right. <clears throat> the flies debate for all the spiders. Exactly. All right. God, that was. I don't know why he swallowed the fly. <laughs> Perhaps he'll die. Step into my parlor, <laughs> said the fly to the spider. No. Um. Anyways. Chasm. Chasm. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's sort of like multi-layered, you know, stack of elevator ruins, through the ages, minus the elevator. Right. How far across did you say it was? About seventy feet across. Okay. Yeah, you are stopped at the edge of the cliff. Okay. Yeah, I'll stretch my legs. The it le- seems like literally just said it, but how far? 70 feet across, 150 feet down, roughly. 70 feet across, okay. You know, the last time you were here, there was like a staircase, Grumman, but it doesn't seem one here. I was just about to ask. Okay. Um, so, uh, last time I was here, there was a staircase. Uh, let's see. Uh, does there appear to be any any way across or anything? Uh, hold on one second. Uh, yeah, is there any way across? Um, when you get a chance, make me a perception check. 
I can get across. Can can I look for the staircase that he mentioned? Perception check. Okay. Twenty one. Well, Twenty one. Act. I can though, get across. Oh, I'm person. still whispering for some reason. Sorry. Twenty two. Yeah. Though, for what it's worth, you do want to go down, not across. I can get us all. I can get a lot of the way down. I mean, everyone can get all. Actually, the way I down. can get all the way down. Never mind. It's just a question of getting down safely. I can, I can get, get down this all down safely. Uh, so with a twenty-two from Titanium or twenty-one from Grummond, is anyone else making reception checks or just waiting? Valdis is going to just see like how far down if she can if she can tell what look what it looks like on the, on the lower layer on the lower layers. Blech. Fifteen. Not, not persuasion, but that is the same role, so fourteen. Okay. Uh, so with the fourteen Valdeth, uh, assorted ruins. Like you're not you're not able to make out anything specific yet. There does seem to be a more consistent pattern of construction here. These look more like um, these look more kind of like the uh, the the more tightly packed apartment uh, rows or or like uh, townhouses that are in the lower. Some rings of Taram. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, but like covered in rubble and debris. Uh, Sin, you're trying to see how far down it is, or, or what were you trying to see? Essentially, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to see if there's any if there's anything down there that's that's like is it generally safe to yeah. to land down there? The looking down, sort of like the edge of your vision, you don't see the bottom of the chasm because your vision is 120 feet. Dark vision is 120. Yeah. yeah. So you don't, you can't actually see the bottom of the chasm from where you're at. So you can't Fair. tell where would be a good place to, to land. Um, it doesn't seem like there are very many safe spots that you can see because at any given moment, any of it could slide away. And in fact, as you're looking, you do see one potentially safe spot just washed away in an avalanche of rubble. Uh, Grummond looking around. Uh, you were looking for a way down, or or what were you looking for? Well, hang on. Well, Craig's talking to someone else. So, Titania. Uh, yeah. Okay, sorry, Grumman. What were you looking for? Sorry, I I was trying to figure out if there's if there's anything um, any ropes or remnants of a bridge or anything like that. No bridge uh, at the moment. Okay. Though again, you do want to go down rather than across. Yeah, but um, that's why I was thinking if there was a bridge and there isn't anymore, maybe we could climb down you know, it like a Jacob's you ladder. Could, you can certainly see, like, you have it. If if you could provoke, and if you could provoke a few a, a few ruin slides here and there, you can certainly see where you might be able to construct a path down through some of the ruined buildings. Uh, it'll be dangerous, and you'd have to cause figure out a way to cause a bit of the ruins to shift. But the you could, you're sort of looking like you know if, if you know if if that were to slide over there, we could we could you know jimmy our way down that way. There's a hole in that roof we could climb down through, navigate our way through that structure. We could get to you know, and you you're sort of plotting a way to sort of like parkour your way down floor by floor. Right. Um. I I am proficient with mason's tools i don't know if that would help me i would absolutely knock help out the, the, the the right brick here yeah that would absolutely help you could uh, figure out an artificial landslide uh titania okay. you're looking around for a ladder uh yeah We're you, still you, can, down. you can see a ladder <gasps> oh it's in three pieces oh okay it looks like something sort of like fell through it and it just sort of collapsed is it repairable 
I have mending. Potentially, it would take a while. Um, but you'd have to get to it first. Okay, it's right down. There's a ladder right down there. I start flying down toward it. <laughs> how how long would it take to to make a a this the sort of ruined staircase that we were talking about? Make a make a intelligence check with your uh, with your mason's proficiency. Oh come on. Um. Actually, actually, no. Make a wisdom check with your with your yeah, wisdom proficiency. Yeah, yeah. All right, I would much rather do that. I'm going to make an insight roll because I'm proficient in that. Yeah, and... that works. Uh, there we go. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, do you have stone cutting? Uh, do I have stone cutting? Believe um, you should. As a, a, like, every, I think, I think, dwarf, I think it's a, we it's all a primary do. dwarf race thing. Yeah. Would you also be able to add your stone cutting to yes, it? Yes, stone cutting. Yes. So double your proficiency. So an extra uh, five. So that yeah, that would be a twenty-six then. With twenty-six. Yeah. With your knowledge of the inherent instability of the, of the Hive of Ruin, you could probably jimmy together something like something minorly explosive that you could just toss at the right spot and sort of start a cascade. Um, okay, so that's fairly fast then. Um, Grumman says, eh, if you don't mind uh, announcing our presence to anything that might be down below, uh, I could get us uh, something resembling a usable path pretty quick. That's great. Um, well, you all do that, uh, just so our our uh, princess is not left down there by her by by herself. I am <clears throat> leaping off. Going into a swan dive, oh and once I'm about thirty feet down and can see the floor, dimension door. Okay. Into a three point <clears throat> stance right. or landing. Make a uh, make <laughs> make a either make either a perception check, yep, or an acrobatics check. Depending on whether or not you are looking for a place to land or just going in balls first. I will make this acrobatics. <laughs> because that is 100% what they were doing. All right. And be ha- I will be happy that I have inspiration in case I look roll low. Yeah. Whatever. We're gods, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Did you expect any left? Jeremy rolling dice there was no other outcome Yes I I I I expected more I'm so, I live in hope We will use that inspiration Swan <laughs> There we go there, there we go. go There you go So you get within to where you can see the floor <clears throat> and you realize your mistake uh, in that, so excited for this. <laughs> it's. N- have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a, uh, a, a like a really really f- uh, like ever been to in person a junkyard? Yes. 
You know when when they get certain sections of the junkyard where it's just scrap piled on itself to a point where it's almost like a mountain, but way sharper than a mountain? Uh-huh. That's the floor. Sweet. So you're sort of like, do-do-do-do-do, preparing to cast your spell, getting ready to unleash it. As you unleash it, and you're casting Dimension Door? Or Misty Step? Yes. Mis- Mis- dimension, door? Uh, dimension Door. You're casting Dimension Door, and as the door opens... Misty up, Step, you can only go 30 feet. I was not, yeah. not going to cut it that close. As the, as, the, as the door opens up, and your destination, much like Portal, uh, is suddenly much closer to you than it first appeared, you realize... There is only one spot that you can land safely. Sweet. Fortunately, you have a quick enough reaction time and are graceful enough that you manage to flip into a kneel and not a three-point lander because there's not enough space for three points. That's fine. That's fine. Just sort of land, collapsing your legs into a kneel as you land on a very precariously balanced piece of stone that shifts under your weight at every slight motion. Oh, hi, as I go and past. Just <laughs> for making sure to keep everything waist down completely still, just simply... His arms up. The arms <laughs> up, as if that was planned the whole fucking time. The applause. Yep. And you sort of grab you sort of grab the great sword with your other hand to steady yourself too because yep. too much motion will cause this to fall. <laughs> that doesn't look very safe. Neither is flying down alone, dear. Grumond watches this whole okay. process. I'm doing I am doing just fine as well. Is there I'm gonna do a quick look around. Is there anywhere for me to like Misty Step too, that is a little bit safer. Uh, not Misty Step. It's not 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 long enough distance to get to a good safe spot. Okay, you but could dimension door. I could. You could dimension door to a safer spot. Eat pretty easily. You could also try to sort of parkour your way across the rubble. Is there <laughs> one? Okay. Hmm. Is a real bad idea, but I really like doing it. Is there one within ninety feet that's that's close enough? Just beyond it, like for a safe spot, for an Damn actual it. safe spot, it'd be just beyond. It would be like a Damn it! Yeah, just... I really wanted to slam my foot down in a thunder step and teleport <laughs> over there, as everything around me is just like crack, crack. No, no. Okay, I will. I will. I am not. Listen, I have a pretty good acrobatics, but I am not that confident in my (laughs) my die rolling. And appearances, everything. So yes, I will just poof over there. Yeah. So you and you actually end up right next to where Titania was heading, anyways. Perfect. uh, Which is a sort of a the collapsed. You're about four layers down from where the others are. Uh, and there is just this collapsed bit of what used to be a ladder uh, that's half buried under some rubble. Got it. Drummond has watched this whole process, and he looks at the others who are still up top and says, They did hear me say I was going to use explosives, right? Speaking of which, uh, how many do you need? Oh, I think one. Is that right, John? Yeah, just one. 
Yeah, I just won. I just need to uh, get it right uh, over there. And he points to the likely spot. But I don't um, want to do it while you're competing. It's a down below. The whole point is to bring things down and uh, that'll bring it right down on them, I think. Probably. So we'll need to get them back up here first. But um, how big of one? Like I didn't start this. Do you have, do you have, do you have what you need to make the boom? Uh, I mean, would I be able to basically just use a Molotov cocktail using one of my bottles? Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Uh, no, I think I've got it covered, but thank you there. Uh, out of curiosity, what have you got that explodes? Uh, Valdeth um, pull, like, extends her hand out, and out of like a magical rune on her wrist emerges this sort of like shining sword that is made out of some kind of like star metal. And like in the in the chamber, there's a, there's a literal a rotating chamber around the hilt of the blade, and she sort of pops it out and pulls out what looks like a like a small and explosive shotgun shell. I've got a shit ton of these, and oh. she points over at Ghent. He's got quite a few munitions of his own. Well, if you don't mind me using that, I'd rather do that than dip into some of my stock. Fair enough. How many how many of these shells do you think you need, John? Give me a... What tool proficiencies do you have? I have brewer supplies, cook utensils, mason's tools, and tinker's tools. Give me a tinker's tools check. With uh, This one will be with intelligence. Yep. Uh, fair. So I'm just going to do... Uh, what? I- I'm just going to do uh, a history check, and it'll be five. It'll be at a plus four instead of a negative one. Okay. Uh, so that'll be a 13. 13? Uh, if if it's filled with enough, if it's filled with the amount of gunpowder you think it is, looking at the size of it, you'd probably need about two of those. Uh, two, maybe three, to be safe. Well, that's all. Take the take the shell out of the gun blade and take two more out of her out of her. Oh, she she reaches pull, pulls pulls the the neckline of her of her fur of her of her fur uh uh vest open and just reaches down. And pulls out two more shells out, out from her, <laughs> basically out from her cleavage. Uh, Grumman just sort of just grins, not not lasciviously, just sort of like, "I like your style," and and takes them, uh, and we'll we'll prepare them. Meanwhile, down by the ladder. Yep. This is fun. I'm just gonna fix it. Do you think they're going to be about an hour or so to get down here? Even with uh, everything that they're planning. It's, yeah, it always takes forever to do a plan. So It's it probably does. right at that moment that Valdeth puts her link pearl in and, and contacts down to Titania. You're both probably going to want to get back up here because we're about to set off an explosion that's going to send a rock slide down there to make our path. Won't that be really loud? Yes. Okay. Are we is are there like monsters down here? Remember the 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 worm things in the desert? I do. However, it's either that or expend however many magical resources it takes to maybe get us down there at a spot we can't control. It's a cantrip. Or one spell slot. Or one spell. To Featherfall? That, so we would or, let... that or 
I could just make us a tie off to climb down. Remember, have, and he, he summons his shield and he just oh, yeah. lets go and it just floats there. It just hangs that'll, there. That'll get us that'll get us down, but forgive me if I'm wrong, but that doesn't look like stable footing down there. It is once you get over Oh, I'm not I'm not hearing any of this because Link Pearl. Yeah. Well, we're here and it's it's pretty it seems fine where we are. How far across is that? It's uh, not, it's straight down. But I think uh, he's saying how far across is it for, like, how many of us can land there? Yeah, like, how many of us could fit on that in that area? Oh, it's like a it's like an entrance into another layer. So it's... Yeah. Okay. It's where like we have to go. To a, to a, to a lay, the layer we were going for, I think. Is it the one we were heading for? I think so. All you were heading for was down. <laughs> is that is it? Is that, are they basically at the bottom of of this chasm? Then at that point, they're four layers down. Is there further down? Yeah. Can you see a safe way to get further down? Um, I'm gonna peer over the edge. Nope. Like you can tell there's another layer, but it's from that layer up is rubble. Uh, well, that's a whole bunch of rubble down there, so. So a slide a might end up, so a slide might end up shifting some of that and making more room for us as well. Or just piling onto it and closing it off further. Eventually. Yeah. <sighs> well. Suppose we can, do we have enough, do we, I mean, here's the question, do we have enough rope to get down there? I have 50 feet. Uh, I just bought 100 feet, so we should be good between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Can you just fly the magic canoe down? <laughs> I'm mostly magic canoe. We're gonna disappoint. We're gonna yes. disappoint our, our our poor new dwarf, not getting to blow anything up. No, he'll just have to say he'll save that grenade for later. Now, uh-huh. yeah, exactly, uh-huh. exactly. Um, I I don't think the 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 hall works that way. I think if you drive it off a ledge, it just okay. Falls, right? I I don't know how it works. That's yeah, what I, I, Johnny I, would think of. I don't know. I don't know for sure either. I, wait, does oh. it, wait? Actually, hold on. It might have a flight speed. It does. It has oh, a 10 okay. Foot flight speed. Yeah. Well, then never mind. Sure. Uh, All right, everybody, pile so, in. Well, it has a 10 foot flight speed, but it can only hover 20 feet off the ground. So, if you go over the cliff, it will slowly yeah. fall. Yeah. So if it, if it goes over the cliff, does it just fall and then stop, or does it just slowly descend? Because because it has a hover speed, because it, because it can hover, I would say it would slowly descend. You just have right. no hor- you just have no horizontal control while it's and, descending. Yeah, until you get down to twenty feet off the ground. So it just carries momentum and slowly. <laughs> oh boy, it's like if you cast slow fall in World of Warcraft and jump off a ledge. Yeah. <laughs> your feet keep going. <laughs> or if you do it like I do, which is cast slow fall, then get on a mount, and then go off the ledge. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I I can turn into something that flies too. And well, the two down. of you are already down there, so I think the four of us remaining might. I don't. I think I'm one of the heavier people here, and I'm not 200 pounds myself. All four of you have been riding in the ho- in the the hold already. Have we? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't remember how many were on the hold and how Gant, many were on Valde- the hold. Get Valdeth, Anthrim, and Grumman were the only ones in the hoarder's hold. 
Cool. Yeah. The remainders were on the disc and, and on the broom. Cool. Mm -hmm. Tell them, uh, dear, tell them to feel free to take as much time as they need. Let's. As I angle then, for Grimm? a short rest so I can get my two spell slots back. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the question? I'm sorry. I said, uh, Valve was just like, well, let's hover down then, Grum, and then you can save those shells for a grenade later. Oh, that sounds like a plan then. Let's go. Got a literal shite ton. Right? So, and away we go. And it's like the beginning of a roller coaster, like, and then it just continues on that speed. Slow up and also slow down. Yeah. You can't Drummond go back. Raise his hands. Going back up is the hard part. Coming down is easy. It's back up is the hard part with the hold. Oh yeah. Can we uh? Can we tie a rope up here first? Yeah. Let's let's make sure that we do that. Actually, yeah. Uh, Grumman, yeah. you know that will be pointless. Oh yeah, okay, it'll be fair. gone by the time fair. we come back. Right. That's right. Yeah. Tying a rope here would be pointless. Fair. Okay. All right. As you go down, you look and you see the stairs that you saw last time. Oh, look, the stairs. What are they, like, halfway up the wall? Yeah, they're, like, they're like 20 nowhere. feet higher up than they were previously, okay. and they're not connected to anything. It's just, like, they're just stuck in the wall. So why does this place move on its own? Like, it doesn't look like regular tectonics. It's like magic is just shifting it. Is there just a residual magic everywhere causing changes? Do I happen to know? Okay. I don't know. It's from you have any ideas. <laughs> Grumman had more to say. <laughs> it was Didn't very stupid. It's okay. <laughs> to do it. <laughs> Back home in Swiggle, the Lady of Grain had servants that would move things around sometime. They're called Daboos. Breathe. Oh, that was so stupid. <laughs> I told you it was going to be dumb. Uh, and I told Jeremy I was glad <laughs> that we are not physically in the same location and I'm out of arm reach. <laughs> oh, I love Dark. it. I love it. <laughs> um, since I've been ritually casting detect magic every once in a while while we're traveling through the hive, uh, did I pick up anything like residual in the halls? There's some that of, might cause it to shift. There's or... some amount of residual magic, but nothing that would explain the shifting. No, uh, nothing magical. I believe time and erosion is a large factor. Yeah, but I don't think time and erosion makes a staircase go up. Down, yes. Up, not so much. No, but the way that this whole system is. Uh, precariously balanced one on top of another things don't always shift the way thing, you would expect thing about them. thing about being part of a city that builds down though you learn how things collapse you don't I mean, that staircase would not be intact if something shifted to push it upward well, I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's very much broken apart from what it was originally attached to. It looks much more. But it's like still a, a staircase. Remnant. Like it's a staircase to nowhere right now. Well, it's it's a broken. Like it's got you no know, shattered one end, shattered on the other, and so sort of stuck in the wall. Yeah, it's like that broken Mor uh, Moria staircase. Yeah, just like random. 
like this is not all natural like collapse from what i can i i i'm not i'm not wrong in that statement am i it's like this doesn't seem like all natural collapse i can intelligence check stone cutting apply sure anthony you can make an archon check if you want okay so plus 10 so 22 I'm... I will arcana that as well. <laughs> I also got a 22. <laughs> Just because, even though I'm down below. Sure. You're still in the ruins. Alright, well, with an 18, son, you would definitely attribute something of this to magic. You know, right. like, maybe not directly in such a way that you would detect it on the ruins themselves, but it's entirely possible that some sort of magical phenomenon just sort of churned up the earth and maybe even still churns it up to a point where the the ruins will shift naturally but the origin of that shift is magical um valdeth it's you've never seen a ruin this complex or this dense so you so you can certainly imagine that there are places where physics works properly but the result seems wrong because there are many instances where physics works properly, but the result seems wrong. Because physics doesn't care about your perception of the results. Um, without no, without seeing what happened to put the stairs there, you've no idea. Like it doesn't seem like they should have been able to get there naturally, but it's entirely possible that something could have happened that did. Um, like you know, you think about leverage and fulcrums. Uh, if something hits the right piece of stone at the right time with enough force, whatever was on the other end is going to go up, no matter how big yeah. it is or how wrong it seems for it to go on up. And considering how much mass and how much ruin there is just sort of constantly shifting on itself, it's entirely possible for, like, a, like unto a wave, the ruins here to collapse down in such a way that it pushes more stuff up. Um... So you you can certainly see how there could be not this could be natural. You feel like the origin of it is probably magical though. Like if even if the movement is natural, what caused it isn't. Um, Ithram, because if it was natural, this would have settled a long time ago. Yeah. Or I mean, and even if it didn't, like you feel like there's nothing natural that would have the. <laughs> Kingdoms don't just build on top of each other, literally, for no reason. Yeah. Um, Ithram, there's probably magic at work somewhere in here. You haven't detected enough of it to pinpoint where that source would be. It's not mm -hmm. like a passive enchantment on the ruins or anything like that. Yeah. But you would definitely, you would assume that there is some sort of magical origin here. You just don't know what yet. Okay. Like I'll I'll give you it's possible to make these sorts of things happen within the realms of stone collapse, but I don't think the conditions here are ripe to make those collapses happen that way. Something else is forcing this. Could just be some leftover bit of uh or some magical construct in some deep ruin. Maybe. I've detected a bit of magic, but I can't pinpoint it because the area is so large. Something to keep an eye out for, though. This place is far too active for 
how old it is. And, and the boat no is sane, No sane person, <laughs> no matter how much they value the grandiose the grandiosity of the of the statement, would literally build their kingdom on top of ruins. Like physically on top of them. If there was it's not a foundation. Below, if there was something below worth taking, they yeah. might need. That's that's the only reason that I can think of, so there must be something down here. This is nice uh, down here though. Relatively. Tron was literally built on the back of a giant armadillo, so who knows? Theoretically. Welcome. You it's made theoretic- it. Theoretically built on the back of a giant armadillo. How how long did it take for him to get down? Uh I miss all of this stuff. About ten minutes. Damn. <laughs> there, there. Mm. You have to play some cards. Like they were moving, it, they were floating down at ten feet around. So, actually, not even ten minutes. It would have taken two minutes. Right, but between that and all the discussion yeah, and so all of we'll that, say not... between five and ten minutes. Yeah, not very long. German was spiraling it. I like how I, I like how I, I like how I asked, including everything that went before the actual floating when they were arguing about what figure, and you cut the time in half. I said five to ten minutes. I know I'm somewhere you a hard in time. there. <laughs> Not an hour. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they they talked and planned and moved at the speed of light. It took three seconds. Anyways. Fine. <laughs> you were in the middle of going, tell them to take their time. To- oh, they're here. No. Uh, <laughs> so, you're all at the bottom. Well, as far bottom as you can go at the front right here. All right. The disc. It was working pretty well. Um, yeah, I think if, av- avoiding any of the traps that would be triggered by pressure plates is probably valuable. It would be. I would. There is one thing I would point out. I'm not saying that this is not a reason to do it. It is just something to stay aware of. Should this situation come about by simply bypassing all of the traps? Should we need to run away from this location? We will kind of be screwed. At the same time, though, if we're down here for too long, the path back won't be the same. Uh, And in my experience, if you're running down here, you're pretty screwed already. I'm just, like I said, I was just keeping that aware. You bring up a better point. Uh, Grumman, you're looking around as you're as there as this sort of this point is being raised, and you're responding in kind. Uh, you recognize the area you're entering. Uh, there's an undercity that you'll have to pass through to continue on. You're, it might not be the same as it was previously, but you're pretty certain it's going to get tight, probably too tight to to boat through. Um, but it's uh, about to become. Uh... Uh, not a point of discussion anyway. We're going to have to disembark pretty soon here. Uh, it's going to get uh, a little tight. 
Fair enough. Good, good to know. Okay. I'll go in front. That's what you paid me for. Uh, and I'll use this handy Absolutely pole as well. True. So, you disembark, shrink down the boat, and uh, continue forward. The broad street that you find yourself on looks to be flanked by a variety of crumbled buildings that you would identify as at one point probably have been have been living spaces. Um, bits of tattered cloth and remnants look around, uh, uh, lie around. Grummond, uh, give me a reception check or an investigation check, one of the two. Sure thing. Um... How old is all this again? Thousands. thousands Ignore of that. Years. That was a uh, that was a performance check. Well, that's perception. Or at least hundreds, that anyways, because I believe you rolled, you rolled yeah, perception. That was perception. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, then I'd like to keep that first one, please. Keep that first one. Uh, I thought I clicked on the wrong thing. There's a book over there. Who? Turn uh, everyone's attention over here. That's uh, our first uh, first scrap of uh, something interesting. Um, I'll, I'll look. Does there seem to be anything around it? Uh, it's sort of like it's a it's a weirdly well intact book uh, with a with a brilliantly sort of like sh- uh, brilliantly shining uh, not shining but brilliantly polished red leather uh, book with sort of a silver engraving on it. Can I read the engraving if it is words or letters? It is one word. Uh, with a bit of filigree around it. Uh, you can only see like the first three letters of it because of the way Rubble is laying on it. <clears throat> but the first three letters are R-E-C. All right. Uh, what language is it? Common. Okay. Well, there's a possibility, based on the arrangement of those letters, that that's a book of recipes, which, given the terms <clears throat> of my contract, might belong to me. Uh, also, given the terms of my employment, I think it's some of my job to go over there and make sure... Wait! Oh. Hang on! No, I'm not it's headed off that way. I'm just okay. announcing my intentions ahead of time. Got it. It's a book. <laughs> it might be dangerous. We've had some scary books recently. Oh, that's... I don't like to read those after a certain time in the evening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) May I? I'm going to uh, send out my mage ham from the lantern. She's got, like, this lantern that she has clipped kind of on on the side and uh, opens it and a little little blue ball comes out and becomes a hand and is going to walk over and start picking up the rubble. It is not strong enough to pick up the rubble. It's not? Okay, it's too big. The rubble is too the heavy. Rubble? Okay. Mind. As a reminder, Mage Hand can only carry uh, five pounds. Five pounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know how, how like much of dirt and small bits were the rubble. Okay, never mind. Um, is, is the rubble pressing down on the book? Yeah. It, it has to be moved. Okay. Uh, yeah, like you, you, you might be able to wrestle the book out of it, but it'd be like it'll take it's like more. It would take more strength than a mage hand has to pull the book out. Okay, um, I will hop off and say, "Well, that's a good idea, though. Uh, unless anyone else has any objections, you will stand back. I'll go over, see if the area is trapped, and see if I can excavate it. Have fun. All right. 
Um, I will hop down, take the pole, tapping it in front of me, and approach. And I would like to search for traps. Go ahead. Give me an investigation check. Sure thing. Well, that's going on. Well, I haven't said I've done it as of late. Natural um, 20, negative nice. one skill. <laughs> that was a good point. Sin sort of traces around body really quick and casts uh, 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 mage armor as an at will. Mage armor. I figure they cast it three times a day. Absolutely. On the hour as traditional. Yeah. But I haven't actually said that at any point yet. So well, now you have. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you get over there. You you. There doesn't seem to be any specific traps here. Um, you're looking around. There doesn't seem to amongst the rubble. Doesn't seem to be anything that has fallen into a trap-like position, uh, except for the rubble itself. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you pull wrong, that all whole thing will just come down. Uh, all right. So convinced that I'm not gonna. Uh set off any traps then uh can i use uh my proficiency with uh mason's tools and my stone cunning yeah absolutely to try to ex- do an excavation so strength with your uh strength with your mason's tools proficiency okay uh so that will be um i'm just gonna roll a strength save and it would have an uh an additional plus five to it All if right. that's okay yep that works 17 yeah, 17. Well, yeah, you managed to extricate this book. Uh, it is a finely bound uh, red leather book with silver filigree engraved into it uh, and the word recipes in in a very uh, fancy script on the front, on the cover. He, he holds it up and goes, hey, it's a cookbook! A cookbook! Of recipes, like I said. See, not scary Great. at all. Wonderful. So no value whatsoever then. Is oh it. my! It's valuable that is, to him. That is said in a much lower voice since you are like far away, like back to the rest. So nothing of any value whatsoever. In other words, it's valuable to him. I am already exactly. Reading. That's my point. I'm gonna go over. Uh, What's in it? So weirdly. It's all a bunch of, you know, fairly, some of them fancy recipes, some of them, it seems to be a random assortment of recipes, nothing specific. But as you open the book, you can smell the food. Like, you read the first page, oh, and it's like, and it's and like sniff. a, it's like a, it's, it's like a chicken rotisserie recipe, and you can smell the chicken, you can smell the seasoning, you can smell all, you can almost taste it as you're reading it. Has, has Titania approached? Yeah, yeah, she's she's coming over. Uh, he's he, so he looks delighted, and as you come up, Grumman goes, "Oh, smell it!" I'll take an experimental, very small sniff. It smells like, like food. Anything? It smells like the food described on the page. Whoa, my stomach growls. I'm hungry. Whoa. Oh, I like this one. Also, um, Grumman, this book is in impeccable condition considering it was just underneath rubble. Right. Um, I, I mean, I assume I don't need to make a roll to figure out that it's magic. You can make uh, that assumption fairly easily, yeah. But can I can I roll um, Arcana history? It doesn't matter. I'm equally terrible at all of them. Can I roll to see if I might know anything about this anyway? Yeah, it's an Arcana roll. Alrighty. Nine. You know that there is a wizard right over there. 
All right. Um, I will turn and run back over to the group and say, well, not exactly what you're looking for, probably, unless phylacteries can be books, but certainly something magical about it. Um, I think you can tell me about this. Uh, yes. One moment. You wouldn't want that to be the phylactery anyway, because then we'd have to destroy it. Oh, I, I know. But if it's a recipe book made out of somebody's soul, they'd probably be, well, not much for soul food, so... <laughs> I knew it was coming, even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll take uh, the time to cast Identify. Hey, Craig, why weren't you allowed back into Grand Terra after one session? Well... Uh... Are you kidding? The DM wants you back after all of these. Uh, so you take ten minutes to cast Identify. Yep. Sen tries to rest for an hour in that ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I mean, I, I mean, ten minutes here, ten minutes there. It's like micro naps, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, you will find this book in the magic items as you identify the edible book of recipes. Sorry, what? Yes, this is uh, an item referred to as an edible book of recipes. Book of edible recipes. All right, so that's legal in this area. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, fascinating. Is that is that a literal translation? Can you just eat this book? Yes. Uh, the meals described on this page... Uh, should you not want to use the recipe, you could rip the page off itself and it will substitute itself as a meal that you can then eat. Oh, wow. Uh, you can also add recipes to this book uh, that will, depending on how detailed you are, uh, create more meals. Uh, let's see. So you copy each recipe down into a new page before you rip the page out and eat it. Does it do drinks too? Oh, I'm definitely Any... going to find out. Yes. Uh, it also has a, a few boons if you do eat from it. Uh, your hit point maximum increases by 1d10 plus your proficiency bonus until your next long rest. Only if you eat a complex recipe. Yeah, if you eat a complex recipe. Uh, if you also make another save, if you are diseased or poisoned, an attempt to end it. Uh, you can only gain that benefit every, well, all these benefits for a complex recipe every 24 hours. Uh, can cast, create food and water from it. If you uh, you can use the book should as a spell casting it. focus when casting yeah. the Great Food and yeah. Water spell, should you know it. Yeah. When you do so, the food and drink you create can be aromatic and flavorful, recreating recipes of your choice from the book. So this is this is this is literally a cleric food spell to make it better like, than bland. That's what I say. If you if you, if you have if you have create food and water, you can make it not taste like ass. Uh, and let's see holds up to 50 pages 
Uh, go ahead and roll 3d10 and then another d10 separately for me, uh, Craig. Okay. Dang. So it currently has 35 blank pages. Uh, and it has 35 blank pages and two pages uh, with two filled pages containing complex recipes. Okay. So those are the two that you were smelling. <laughs> okay. The 25 pages total, two complex ones. No, no, no. So 25 pages that are filled, two of, the, two of which 30, are complex. 35. 35 so that are empty, two that are filled. Great. No. Oh, wait, I thought it could hold up to 60. It can hold up to 50 pages. Up to 50 hold, pages. Up, up to, hold up to 50, okay. Somebody but has only... obviously pulled some pages out of this and eaten them Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. And the other pages are just blank? Or just don't have complex ingredients? They're just blank. Okay. Yeah, they're just blank. They can be filled with any recipe that Grumman or anybody else knows. Takes a minute to fill out takes a minute to put a simple recipe in, takes 10 minutes to put a complex recipe in. The complex recipe is the only one that provides any benefits. Uh, when all the pages are removed, you can attempt to rebind it early. So you can attempt to put more pages back into it uh, to rebind it to... Uh, you can attempt to rebind it um, either when all the pages are removed or you can attempt to rebind it early to get it back up to 50. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... You just copy, so my recommendation would be to copy down any of those recipes before you eat them, just so you can keep them around. Right, certainly. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, also, I'll be sure to put this to some use when we've got some time. Don't need to hold this up now. When you, when you rebind it, or when you've pulled the last piece of page out of it, you roll a d20 on a 1, the book is just the book transbursts into flame and leaves and leaves the air in a 60 foot radius smelling like wine and fine cooking the smell remains for 30 days after one minute the book's tattered remains transformed into a bountiful meal conjuring a hero's feast as if cast by the spell the book is then destroyed on any roll other than one it can be rebound using fine paper costing no less than five gold per page cool that is now in all players journals uh and so you can all see it in the magic items page uh, and you can hold on to it if you want. It doesn't require attunement either. Excellent. But well, I, I will enjoy that. As you all prepare to enter into the Undercity with a new book filled with well, two fine, delicious smelling recipes and plenty of pages for activities later. That's where we'll end for this week. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.